Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. You are listening today live. It's May 31st if you're listening live with me. If you're listening in podcast land, well, welcome to the end of May 2021. I think it's a very exciting time. We are um, in, I live in Ontario and we're in the crux of possibly going into another uh, strange and mysterious lockdown. I have not heard the updates from, from our um, MP, Mr. Ford, however, I'm hoping that uh, he has a wake-up call and the world opens up and things change. And it's funny, I say that because we have relationships with everyone, including politicians, and we just sometimes don't even realize it, you know, where you can be like, can't stand that person. And um, you're actually creating a relationship with them, even if you've never met them. It's weird, right? We have relationships with all kinds of people we've never met. We have relationships with people we have met. We have relationships with people who are our ancestors that we've never met, but we have connections to. It gets deep and strange and curious when we talk about relationships. And that is our topic tonight. And we will be diving into re- looking at how to have rewarding relationships. The, you know, the question that I often get is like, how do you have a, re- a relationship that works? Like a lot of people get very frustrated with relationships and we need to know how do you have something that works? What the heck is a relationship? And can we even change that, um, that thought relationship in math? It's a fascinating thing that relationship in, in math, when you look at it is defined by the, the, Uh, Now, I may be getting this slightly inaccurate because it's coming out of the top of my head, but it's the distance between two objects, point A and point B. And a relationship is the measurement of the distance between at least two or more objects. So if you have a, if you're looking at um, a a plane of some sort and you have a point, you know, you have an X axis and a Y axis or something, and you have a, a point on one defined part of that axis and then you have another point and between those two points is a line you can create a line and that line that measurement is a relationship between those two points do you know what i'm saying am i talking too massy here uh grade seven math is in my house right now so this is where where these thoughts are coming from but the distance between two things it's not really about how close we are it's really that we're measuring the space and as my daughter said to me today because we give each other random and interesting nerd facts every day even though we generally know our nerd facts we just like to just spout out nerd facts in our house and the nerd fact of the day was so mommy do you want a nerd fact nerd fact is that we are composed of atoms and atoms have space and between those atoms there's also space and essentially we never actually touch each other but we get really really close and think we do because there's always space between us and yes 
right there was a fascinating take by a 13 year old on relationships to people and how we can actually never, never actually touch each other because there's always going to be space between each other. We can never touch each other, you know, and we think, oh, we need to understand each other. There's so much space between us. We can't even touch each other. What? And now it gets like mind boggled, right? All right. So today we are going to be playing with the term relationships in the way that most people use them. We're not going to take it to grade seven math or uh, the thought of this. So, there's so much space that how do we even touch each other? Because man, I love those conversations and they're philosophical. And one day when my daughter is not too shy to be on radio, I'll bring her and her excellent nerd thoughts on here because her brain is awesome. And I just love listening to her thoughts on everything. They're fascinating. And um, yeah, she loves looking up nerd facts. So that'd be a great show. Come listen to my daughter talk about nerd facts on the pleasure zone. So relationships in general are what we term is like how we relate to one another. And most people relate to each other in one way or another, which is that you either see something in somebody that you have in common. So you're looking for commonalities. I agree with you. We have a common point of view. You believe what I believe so we can get along. Or you look for differences and then you explain yourself out of or into having a friendship based on the differences, friendship, relationship, whatever it happens to be. Even in families, we'll have those differences and commonalities and and in conversation. And I I challenge you to look for this is how many ways that you create conversations with people to have them allow you to know and allow them to know. So there's this understanding that there's a commonality, there's a common ground. We're on the same team. And because we're on the same team, we got each other's backs. Therefore we're friends. Now, The thing about that is if you have friendships based on commonalities, then, and you're highly devoted to having friendships based solely on commonalities, what occurs in your relationship is there's not really a lot of room for growth. You have to maintain and sustain exactly who you are in order to maintain and sustain the relationship. Do you get that? So in order to have a relationship, based on something that you have in common, say you're six years old and what you have in common is that you both like to play hide and seek. Now, if in your lifetime you have to maintain a relationship with this person and the only thing you have in common is hide and seek, then your whole lives you'll be playing hide and seek or discussing your love of hide and seek. Do you know what I'm saying? There isn't a lot of growth because you need to find something you have in common. Now, if you're willing to not have things in common, there can be room for a person to grow, to, sh- to share what they know, to show who they are, to show their growth. So your references to them don't always have to be exactly the same information that you knew when you first met them, right? So it doesn't ha- you don't have to have anything in common. When you have the willingness to have your relationships grow, 
you actually don't have to have anything in common with the people that you are friends with. And you don't have to not have anything in common either. You don't have to be in relationships with people solely to fight with them, to argue with them, to compare. Now, comparing can be used to find commonalities and also to find discrepancies like, hey, we don't agree on this or, hey, we do agree on this. So you're going to find that if you're choosing a relationship that is based on curiosity, you might have a relationship that grows, changes, and has more sustainability than if you are trying to create a relationship based on commonality. Now, in my life, I have people who come and go and come and go and come and go. That's always been the case. I have uh, very few sustained relationships over, say, uh, say friends from high school. And even the people that I am friends with from high school now or uh, maintain in touch with, it's not necessarily based on anything that we have in common. It's not even necessarily based on a past that we share in common and not necessarily based on uh, something to create uh, some kind of a charge to create like a fight or whatever. It's uh, truly more of being willing to see the person for whoever they are in this moment. And yes, sometimes there are common commonalities, but oftentimes there aren't. It's just like a true love of, of being, of that person's being. So how do you just love a person's being when there's nothing in common? You know, how, how much time have you spent trying to find common factors we have the same religion, we have the same beliefs, we're choosing the same things, we go to the same classes, we do the same this, we, you know, how many, how much time do you find that you're using to do that to try and find these common factors rather than to just be present with people, create with them in the moment? How do you create with people when you don't have or know what the foundation of who they are is? Well, that just gets even crazier. How do you create with people? I know, it seems weird. So that might be going a little far right now because I get it, because I'm asking you to be able to even have or, have or see or be able to see people that you may not have anything in common with or you don't think you have anything in common with. Also to be able to see and acknowledge people that you might feel like you have animosity towards. So, um, I have to say that I, growing up during high school in the 1990s, there was a war going on in the former Yugoslavia. And my father is from the part of the country in the north called Vojvodina, which is uh, borders Hungary. And it's north of Serbia. So there's provinces in the former Yugoslavia. And he, he came from one of the provinces. And so by... By his, um, by my dad's definition, he calls himself Serbian. And as a Serbian during the 1990s, I was uh, trained and believed that that there was actually I was not trained into this thought. This is the fascinating part: is I actually didn't know that that um, Yugoslavia had anything other than Serbians in it. 
uh, until I was 15 years old. I didn't know that. So it was kind of a fascinating thing that when I went to a Catholic high school, I found that there were people who spoke the same language that I did. And I was like, hey, are you Serbian? And they're like, no. And they got really offended. And I was like, whoa, why are you so offended? They're like, we're not Serbian, we're Croatian. I'm like, Croatian, Serbian, aren't we the same thing? And it was actually, they actually taught me that no, indeed, we're not. It was interesting. And then I, I asked my dad who um, the war had not sprung up yet at this point. It was about six months later when these conversations were happening at school. And um, my dad said, yeah, why would you know there's there? We're all from the same land. But then the war started and then sides started being taken. And I'm saying this because, you know, relationships can be global. They can be local. They can be personal. And we can have these like big relationships. We can have relationships to cultures. We can have relationships to our, um, you know, religion. And sometimes relationships can be highly disappointing. I've been noticing posts lately on social media where people are becoming disenchanted with their relationships with um, different things, with they're becoming disenchanted with their relationship with the government. They're becoming disenchanted with their relationship with everything they were ever taught. And I find that uh, the more, the more and more we're willing to see the whole picture and have total awareness, the less and less we can be disillusioned and distraught by relationships that don't fit our expectations. So, Relationships that fit our expectations. Now, if you believe that that certain things are going to be that the government's looking out for you, and then one day you find out that they're not, you will be disillusioned, feel disempowered, you'll feel all these emotions rising up, and then there will also be expectations that get totally ripped apart, and it can be very disillusioning and um, kind of can put you in a tailspin if you don't have some tools to be able to manage it. The same is true in a relationship that's personal. If you say, for example, are in a relationship, say you're married, and one day you find out your spouse is has been lying to you and they have another family, and you never knew that your whole life, the whole time you've been with them, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, you have another wife and children somewhere else? And you are completely taken aback. Your expectations have not been fulfilled. You're disillusioned. What, what about that pisses you off the most? Is it their behavior? Is it? Or is it the fact that you allowed yourself not to see the full story? So in relationships, when you become disillusioned, disheartened, your expectations are not fulfilled, you're angry, I want you to take a look, take a step and look at what is it that is really bothering you? Is it the person's behavior or action? Or is it the fact that you may have allowed yourself to not see the whole picture? You only wanted to wear the rose-colored glasses. So, Here's the question before we go into break. Are you willing to take off the rose-colored glasses so that you can have a rewarding relationship? 
You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back with rewarding relationships and how to have them here on Inspired Choices Network. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So the question before break was I asked if you are willing to take off your rose colored glasses and see everything in the relationship, just so that just possibly you'll have a more rewarding relationship. If, for example, you were willing to see all of everything in your partner, whether, you know, we'll call it their good, their bad and their ugly sides and their pretty sides, and you can see it all and you're aware of all of it, none of it surprises you, and you can receive every aspect of that person without prejudice or judgment, what would that be like? What would that be like for you to have somebody see all of you, you're good, you're bad, you're ugly, you're cute, you're fluffy, you're all of it, you're fuzzy, and you're stickly and all of these things that you probably have and are your silly your funniness and they see it all receive it all and they don't judge you or have prejudice towards you the heck would that be like for you my friend because i am pretty sure that's a rarity and i know that it's one of the greatest gifts you can offer any other living being, not just human being, but living being. I say that because we do that um, to all kinds of things. We have relationships to animals, plants, and nature. And when we have 
prejudice that say one thing is got more valuable of a life than another, well, we're just being superior assholes. So all relationships I'm looking at here to receive, be received from say even a dog, fully, completely, let your dog love the crap out of you. How great is that? And plus dogs are super cute and they're not going to judge you. Um, that's a conversation for another day. And um, if you really are into animal communication, check out Susie Godsey. She's amazing at that. You can find her Google searcher anyway. Uh, I don't know if I ever interviewed her on here. I may not have. So relationships with the earth, relationships with people. Now, because this show is all about the pleasure zone and sex, of course, we're going to get into that too. However, Right now, we're going to stick with like getting to know people, getting to know all about you. And do you even need to know all about the person? Or can you just be in their presence and be fully aware that, you know, whatever, just aware of their presence? I just think it would be fascinating to have a relationship where I know absolutely nothing about the person and they know nothing about me. And it's almost like a totally silent, silent relationship. And the only communication is energetic, not even sign language. I think it would be fascinating. And I'd actually like to have a relationship like that out of curiosity to see what kind of growth there would be. And also, it would be based solely on awareness and um, not based on any information that I've gathered. When we gather information, it's really kind of tricky as human beings. When we gather information, we compartmentalize it. Sometimes we compartmentalize it and then we try and use it later, either to relate to people or we use it for information as like warfare, right? So, you know, to not forget never forget. There's these sayings about never forget. Well, if you never forget, you can't really move forward. You're going to create your life based on the memories of the never forget. So there's definitely a need to honor, um, honor certain things that have gone on. Um, not necessarily forget, but choose to grow forward. Now, that's really sweet coming from a white privileged girl. Um, now, I don't know, I can't speak for anybody else on this, but I can only speak for me myself and that when I look at my ability to choose to move forward on things like go of things, like go of histories, uh, maybe a little easier for me because I do come from, uh, you know, I come from a family that's generationally been European ancestry uh, yes even the european ancestry went through stuff and wars and all kinds of things like that but um our my relationship to my cultures is maybe very different than other people's relationship to their cultures that have been stripped from them unwillingly or they've been stripped from their cultures and heritages unwillingly religions or whatever it may have been and um, like the violation of being torn away from something is very different than choosing or neglecting your, uh, your culture, right? So I have, I have the choice and I kind of have the privilege to be able to neglect my culture if I choose to, you know? I could say, yeah, I want to learn that language or not learn that language. And 
yes, I could have learned um, to speak Gaelic because on one of my ancestors' side, we had Irish and Scottish and Welsh. I could have learned Welsh too. Could have learned some German, but I didn't. I, I stuck to learning. I learned some. Uh, I learned some Slavic languages instead. So, relationship to culture, right? Right there is an interesting one, and we get very, um, very lucky in that we can choose to embrace our cultures or not, because so many cultures have a lot that's written, a lot that's already been sustained. Uh, and then there are cultures that are completely being ravaged, dying and hidden. And I'm just saying this because uh, today, uh, it's not today exactly, but this week and this last week, um, there's been an uncovering of a mass grave in um, Kamloops and uh, in Canada and uh, the mass grave of children that were from residential schools. And I think about that, I think about how they were like torn away from their lives, how they were torn away from their families, their culture, their everything, and the violations that occurred are just fucking horrific. Yeah, I'll swear on here today for that because that's well-deserved. And uh, yeah, I think about that. And um, I think about how fucking ridiculous it is that I'm so privileged I can walk away from my culture if I want to, and they can't even have theirs. So I'm having a little teary moment here on this show, but you know, relationships go deep and wide and they go, they're historic. And we have um, these things that we hide from the world uh, and we do it personally in relationships and we do it culturally in relationships. We hide stuff because why? Why? Because people can't receive it. So they're going to take it away from you. People can't receive it. They're going to try and change you. Um, I really, I really look forward to a world where everybody can show up as themselves. I really look forward to a world where we don't have that prejudice and where we have everybody's um, choice to either embrace a culture or not embrace a culture. And it's not out of sheer necessity for the culture to survive because it's been so ravaged and devastated. Yeah, I think about these things randomly while I think about other things like, uh, you know, how to have anal sex, but I have all these other thoughts too. And so this show to me is kind of more dedicated to the relationships and how we create them and how we have created them. But I could probably talk about relationships a lot. So there may be more shows on this coming in the future because there is a lot of information on um, that I do have on, on relationships in general. But, but when I look at... Uh, what I was talking about earlier about taking off the rose-colored glasses to me this is like let's see everything let's see how we relate to the people in our first let's start with this how do you relate to yourself how do you see yourself second how do you relate to the people that you either live with or are closest to in your family or your, it could be your friends you're closest with, then let's extend out beyond that. People who are like your acquaintances, how do you relate to them? People that you don't know, how do you relate to them? People that you see on the street and you know you have prejudice for, you look at them and you know you've got a judgment. I want you to look at that too. And then start looking at all these other ways that your mind goes into backwards places where you know that you're, you're not receiving people, you're not receiving yourself in their presence. So if you were not judging you, 
And if you are not um, having any prejudice towards anybody, you could receive everyone for everything that they are, done, been. You know why? Because you'll get that you have been there, done that. In some life, this life or another life, you've been there and done everything. Chances are pretty high. Um, yeah, I threw li lifetimes in there. You can like that or not. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> so um, it's, uh, it's just, that's just where I'm coming from on it. So I think about that as, uh, you know, sometimes when certain things hit me hard, I'm like, wow, where have I been there and done that? Where have I been the asshole? who did things or where have I been the person who had those things done to me? And you know what, we've been there and done all of that. So when we, when we get that, when we really start to know that deeply in our being, it's really hard to judge people and it's much easier to love and create healing and create a sort of a sense of camaraderie in the world. I like to have some more camaraderie in the world and um, like to know, I'd like to know, like, what are your thoughts on how do you heal relationships? So to me, one of the best ways to heal relationships is to listen. Even though I'm spending this entire hour talking, to me, being able to listen, whether it's to the silence between people, sometimes it's just that presence of sitting and being silent. It's listening to that silence. It's listening to their heartbeat. It's listening to their words. It's listening to their stories and I got a lot of people who tell me a lot of stories it's one of the things that seemed to be my thing so if you got stories and you need to share them you know you can always connect with me because that's one of my things I do I'll listen to your stories and it'd be space for you to be you and explore yourself in my presence so that is um, something that I'm putting out there for today. What do you think about though? Just think about your relationships first to yourself, to the people closest to you, to the people outside of that that are your acquaintances, beyond that to strangers and how do you react to people? And are you willing to be even like a little bit curious about them? And in curiosity, it would lead you to wonder about them, to know more about them, to learn more about them and receive more about them. Hmm. What would the world be like if we all chose that? Think about that on break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Mm -hmm. 
Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Jelenic. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzajelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Today we're talking about rewarding relationships and how to have them. And I'm giving some clues here. So the first part was all about being aware. How does awareness relate to a rewarding relationship? Well, if you are aware, if you're aware of your partner, if you're aware of what they offer, who they are, um, call them their flaws and their greatnesses. If you're aware of all of that and you still choose them and they still choose you, there's some beauty in that. And the second part that I talked a little bit about was um, curiosity, being curious about yourself, being curious about the other, about being curious about the world, um, opening, opening your relationship to be beyond two people. Um, there can be a lot of pressure if you are in, in a relationship to have your partner be your everything. And it's not a kindness to any of you. And there's so many people on the planet and so many interesting people on the planet. So maybe you'll have friends that you talk about certain things with and other people you talk about other things with. Maybe you got your gardening friends and maybe you got your sports friends and maybe you got your friends that you go flying with and you got all these options. So many people, so many choices and not everybody has to be your the one. And I think that's, that's an important thing to see for all relationships is to not put the pressure on a single person to be your everything, including yourself. You don't have to be your everything either. Um, you know, having sounding boards to talk to are really helpful. Having um, even like, say, if you're having a weird day and you think, oh, yeah, I can work this out myself. Yeah, sometimes you can. And sometimes having somebody that you can bounce things off of is super helpful as well. So including people in your life can actually enhance relationships. So that curiosity can enhance relationships. 
And I know that sounds interesting and intriguing. Curiosity on so many levels, curiosity again about yourself on so many levels, whether it's just like, who am I truly? Or like, what pleases me? What pleasures my body? All those are curiosities. You see how this is kind of a very broad topic, curiosity itself. I could talk about for days. We have awareness and curiosity. Now, what else do I find valuable in relationships is um, when I look at my relationships that I really enjoy, there is, yeah, that not making that person your one for everything. That's for sure. That's, that's part of the curiosity category. Or at least I've put it there. And um, there's, how can I word this? Let me just see if I got some, some wording here. Um, there's, there's this energy that I get with people that I really enjoy my like being around where I feel very, oh, I'll give it this. It's like, I feel confident. So how do I get confident in a relationship is that um, I, it comes from the curiosity bit. So first awareness, curiosity, curiosity creates more awareness and then um, confidence. So if you are confident um, confident doesn't mean you're right, by the way. Some people do think that, well, I'm confident. I know what I know. Confidence for me is an energy of trusting myself. So I'm conf I am confident that I, um, I am a lovable person. So if I don't have enough confidence to know that I'm lovable, it will be very tricky for people to receive me and see me as lovable it will take more effort on their part in a way than it would be to if you just know that you are just know it babies just know it they just know they're adorable they don't even just think it they don't even have words for it they're just like i showed up therefore i'm awesome and somewhere we forget that so let's bring back the knowing you're awesome since babyhood and you're here so you're awesome and confidence to me too in relationship can also lead you to have tr trust in not only your knowing but knowing that like whatever's going on between you and your partner that it's not the end of the world or you and your friends that if you trust in your relationship with yourself then your relationship with your friends can become a lot easier because well part of it is that when I know that I can trust myself and I feel confident in myself, uh, then um, the people in my life who maybe they need a boost that day or whatever, I can be that for them. Also, my confidence in choosing friendships that if I need a boost or something like that, that, uh, that they will be there for me. So I quite like that reciprocity of being able to feel like a sense of confidence in um in who I choose to have in my life in relationships. And there's a lot of different kinds of relationships. You know, they're not just the people you live with, the people you maybe have sex with, the people you do. There's so many ways you can have relationships, right? Like we talked about earlier, so many different ways. And I know that we, we do have this, ability to get back to the confidence so i encourage you to through your curiosity 
look at like where in your life did you decide you were not an awesome human being? Where did you decide all of a sudden that your confidence was shot and gone? And like whatever that incident was that sparked that, because there's generally there's like an incident that sparks it and then those things get repeated or there's an energy about that incident that seems to have a thread that goes through different situations. It seems to culminate at times. So what is that spark that started it? Where did that begin? Because when you can trace that and you don't have to fully understand, it's just like wherever that began, can we just like stop that timeline please and make a new choice? Cause you can. And if you're lacking, like if you're, and if you just heard that, you're like, blah, whatever, that's weird. Cool. You can make it more difficult if you want. Whatever your process is, you can have it as easy as you like. Find anymore. Are you secretly a voyeur? Just rewriting. Just rewriting your story, just like that. See how the music just popped in? And we just like rewrote the sound there for a second. So just like that, you can rewrite the story. And it's it's a, one of those things where when you, you do choose to rewrite the story, uh, do not go back rereading your old stories and reinventing that crap in your head and telling yourself all your sadnesses about how you're not confident and not good enough and don't trust yourself. So you are confident. You just got to find it. That story is somewhere there. That's that new story, that new timeline. It's there. You just got to find it. Okay. So the other part is once you found it. Now, if you want to make it more difficult, you can do some um, regressions. If you like, you can do some inner child work. And I'm a big fan of the inner child work. I did it for years. It was very helpful. Talk to that little kid, because I bet you, you were pretty tiny when that occurred, when you lost that confidence somewhere, or somebody told you you lost your confidence and you believed them. So look at that time when that confidence was like, blech, or, you know, it's like, ha like having a limp penis, and you're feeling bad about it, and you're judging yourself for it. And you're like, wait a second, why did I make myself so wrong for this? It's just a limp penis moment. It's not a big deal. I'm you know, alive. Hey, cool. So let's bring it back to your, let's bring back that confidence so that in relationship, you can be with people. And if they choose to walk away from you, you're like, yeah, cool. I still got me. If you choose to walk away from them, you're like, yeah, cool. I got this. Because it's sometimes the lack of confidence that gets you into relationships and get you gets you repeating patterns because the lack of confidence often comes from different trauma trauma stories that get repeated so puts you into situations and thought patterns that will have you repeating old patterns to get you in relationships that are actually more like not um they're they're not actually what you're looking for but they are what you are choosing mostly choosing based on your trauma stories. So yes, we can also be choosing things based on um, different ways that we are mimicking our family members for sure, or people that we've been around. So we, we can do that. So is it, have you lost your confidence? Just check that and then see if there is a timeline where that occurred. If not, if you're just playing the game of, I lost, lost my confidence, which 
does happen sometimes because people want to fit in. So they're like, oh, you're not confident. I'm not confident. Remember when I talking at the beginning of the show about trying to create relationships with people you have something in common with? Well, I see this happen in in kind of teens and tweens a lot. And they're like, no, I'm not good at that. No, I'm not good at that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I love watching my kid in that because she's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm good at this. And I acknowledge this and I'm not, this is not my strength. This is my strength. I've never seen her uh, try and fit in with people, which is the most fascinating thing to observe. So (laughs) where I see it with a lot of other uh, kids her age, they're always trying to find a way to fit in. And I just watch it. It's just an interesting, fascinating thing. So where's your confidence? Do you feel like you fit in? Um, do you feel like you don't fit in? Or are you using a lack of confidence as a way to create friends? Ugh. Yeah. Lack of confidence to create friendships, not necessarily your best choice in creating relationships, but it definitely is one of them. Let's recap for a second. Things we need are awareness, awareness of the entire situation, the good, the bad, the ugly. Then curiosity about yourself, others, the world, all of it. It'll expand your relationships um, and your relationship to you and others. Confidence in knowing that you are an awesome person and whether, you know, Joe Blow likes you or, you know, Jane the Main likes you, it doesn't really matter. It's about who you are showing up in totality and being freaking outstanding. So be outstanding. Now, what else can I share with you guys? I'm sure I have some more to share. So stick around. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So during commercial, I'm sitting here thinking about like, what else is it about relationships that I have with people people that I really enjoy being around, like what is it that they bring to the table that has me excited to know them and and see them and be around them? And the word was actually like excitement and enthusiasm. It was just the question in itself, excitement and enthusiasm. So yes, another one of these shows yet again that I'm bringing to you live from my brain. 
and enthusiasm is, I would say, a number four quality to create a very um, robust relationship that is fun, that has sustainability. It's one of my favorite words of the hour, but it is does create that. So enthusiasm, what's it like, you know, do you have a, if you have a pet, for example, and you get home and your pet comes running to the door, especially dogs, they love this, they'll come running to the door and they just, they're all over you, freaking excitement. Yes, you're their person and you bring them food, etc. but just that freaking awesome enthusiasm. Dogs are such a fine example. How fun is it to be around people who are like puppies who just get so excited to see you and they're like, it's you, it's you. I'm so excited to see you. You're the best person ever. And I'm just like, yay, person. I love person. You're so cool, person. It's to me, that's like so freaking awesome. I love um, one of the most sexy things to me is enthusiasm. I freaking love enthusiasm. And like enthusiasm and sex, like, for example, I just like got to give examples, right? So enthusiasm for sex is like, if you get naked and the other person's body pretty much explodes with delight because they're like, oh my God, it's you and you're naked and it's amazing and life is awesome. Oh my God, how much, how much do you want to just get naked in front of them for the sheer joy of seeing how joyful um, they are in response to your body? <laughs> enthusiasm. And I've talked about this before too. Enthusiasm, you know, out trumps like longevity for erections. Enthusiasm out trumps like literally pretty much everything. Somebody is enthusiastic uh, to be with you, to listen to you, to be present, to uh, be curious. Like if they have enthusiasm in your presence, you are count yourself lucky and blessed because it is such a gift. You hear about people who dread waking up in the morning to their partner or their lover, but imagine like you wake up with enthusiasm for the day, for your lover, for your household, for everybody in it, for your life, for all of it. Just, I just think enthusiasm is one of the greatest qualities to have. And I like to offer it too. So, you know, enthusiasm for being around people. Sometimes I don't like scream and shout, but energetically, I just will be like, ah, yay. And my body will get excited and just be happy to be around people. And it's quite cute because I, I do have, uh, I do find that pe people, and somebody asked me this once, do you find that people never want to leave your home? And I'm like, yep, yeah, quite often. And so, you know, I book people in for, for clients and stuff. And um, it never, I always know that even though the meeting says it's going to be this long, no, that doesn't happen because guess what? Enthusiasm. There's like always enthusiasm going on. So people get excited and want to talk and stay and play. And that's cool. And I think it's so fun. So I, I'm curious if you don't have enthusiasm in your relationship, I'd like you to look at what's going on for you first. Like, is there something, even whether it's in your work, your life, your body, that's kind of dragging you down? Is it the world that's dragging you down? And if all of these things are kind of giving you a bit of a bummer time, I'd like you to see one thing that when you, when you do wake up, like what has you wake up in the morning? Is it 
just the smell of coffee that wakes your body up and you feel alive and happy. Because if you've even got one thing, you have the chance to embark on creating more enthusiasm in your life. And if you don't, then what I recommend is to contact me. Um, so you can find me, you can connect with me through my, my website, melitstajelanik.com. And we can chat and we can do some discovery on what is it that is breaking you down from not having enthusiasm. There are a lot of great coaches on Inspired Choices Network. So if, um, if you don't resonate with me chatting with you about that, find another one of the coaches because there are lots of great ones here. So enthusiasm. Mm. I know too, like think about this. When somebody comes to your house and you've made like beautiful food and they are just like so excited and ridiculously overjoyed about eating it and like every spoonful is orgasmic to them. You just want to like sit back and watch them enjoy. Okay, maybe I'm a little of a weirdo, but I, I love that. I think it's the best. I had family here on the weekend and um, it's just like super fun to watch people just eat with like so much happiness. I, I find that offering people a space to be able to have joy and enthusiasm is so uh, just like just makes my heart so happy and and like when people are excited to learn something or do something or try something and they're in my presence I just want to be part of it you know it's like oh you want to learn how to play the violin yes I'm in like I'm excited you're excited I am very easily excitable if you're excited I'm excited and if you're if you're somebody that I adore i'll be excited just to be in your presence even to just think about you i'll probably be excited so it's quite it's i think fun, life is more fun this way i've lived life not being enthusiastic and it was not fun and it was quite depressing and quite hard and choosing to find things that bring joy in my life every day even if it's a simple thing like the smell of coffee or knowing that i have clean water to drink I know that seems simple and silly, but man, sometimes those are the things that just keep you rocking and rolling and help you to know that you are super lucky and life is pretty, we're pretty freaking lucky to be alive. So, oh, crazy times. Stay tuned in though and turned on till next week when I have who knows what for my next uh, Thank show. you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.